Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Oh, here, here's a woman who should be by my side every day of, of my life when I'm hosting a, a talk show here because she could say to me, now, Sue, quit it. Stop it. You're making it worse. Stop using that kind of language, right? <laughs> yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Although sometimes I guess I just like to fight. So I would like to introduce you to a voice you've heard on, on WILK before because you've heard the Baroness, because she has some commercial advertising that's run over the years here at WILK. Julianne von Schmeling is with us in the studio today, but we like to call her the Baroness because it sounds so... European. <laughs> European, and, and I want to say dominant. When, oh. when people hear something like that, do they genuflect or what? Well, I, I get all kinds of responses to that. As a matter of fact, when I first wanted to buy my domain name, this is kind of funny. I don't know if you can actually hear this. Just keep it but, as clean as possible, but I think I know yes, where you're going here. But there is, uh, so I wanted to buy baroness.com, um, baroness.com, and that had been purchased long before by a woman in New York that um, does latex outfits. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. <laughs> this is a, di- a totally different perspective totally, than what I do, obviously. Totally so I, I went with the dub biz, and I've been very happy with that. Give me a little bit of a, a background about what, what brought you to uh, what you do for a living. Um, I, came ab- I came to mediation in a roundabout way. Um, I was a... Well, can say a victim of the of the legal system myself with my daughter going through a horrendous divorce custody matter that lasted actually 20 years but seven years into it I um I realized I needed to go to law school to defend myself I was absolutely broke and I couldn't you know it, it was just a horrendous battle that would never end so I went to law school and during those years, I I learned a lot there, but I also learned that there was another way of dealing with conflict um, anywhere. And so I started focusing on an alternative way of resolving conflict rather than litigation. And, um, and then after graduating from law school, I still have my business um, ad agency and business consulting firm and um, I still have it to this day but my my focus has shifted into the mediation practice at the Baroness and um, I just simply found that mediation is just so much more effective and quicker and any conflict involves emotions and people and it's human nature and all the paperwork is 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 just inflates the the conflict and the dispute and the hostility and things. But in in mediation, you have the ability to address the issues face to face. And so many cases, it's actually not about what's on the paper. It's about something else that that's much deeper, much deeper. And in mediation, because all parties have can speak voice their their opinions and voice their concerns, the issues can actually be resolved. 
and oftentimes mediation is misunderstood as, oh, it has to be amicable and everybody has to agree and um, it's not legally enforceable. And those myths, unfortunately, are being carried on <clears throat> still to this day and that's something I'm constantly battling. But there's nothing further from the truth. You In mediation, you can resolve things and then they're legally enforceable. And that's in the, in the divorce arena as well as the um, corporate arena. And in schools, of course, it, it would have a little bit of different application, but we also do workplace mediation um, and peer mediation where, you know, the resolution in the end doesn't need to be legally enforceable. It just needs to be happening, really, which is the real core of the things. Can you give me a, an example of maybe something that you've worked on? You've been called in and it was kind of difficult to resolve personality conflicts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Can you just give me an example without getting too specific? Yeah, of, no, I can't get too right. specific, obviously, because of confidentiality issues, which is also another thing we adhere to privacy and confidentiality as mediators, just like lawyers do. Um, well, um, one particular case, the... Um, People weren't getting along in a company, and workflow had been had become very complicated, and the tattletaling and 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 the hostility was just increasing. Where active sabotage was going on, and um, I was hired and went in and started interviewing everybody, and then started bringing the parties together, and then realized that. The actual issue went much deeper, involved a lot more people, and I was able to assess that, and relatively quickly, it only was a few weeks, I would go in, you know, every couple of days, and then, because as a mediator, I have pretty much free reign of who I want to talk to, which is great. It doesn't have to be a party that's part of the, officially part of the conflict. So when I feel, and, and I have a um, background in, in market research and consumer research, so I'm able to dig a little bit further when I find there's there's an issue. And um, I actually got to the core and then made suggestions. You know, talked to the people themselves. They came up with some suggestions. And as a facilitating mediator, I also make suggestions for a solution. And we came up with a solution that worked for everybody. And... Every so often when I go visit there, um, I get like the royal treatment coming in, number one, because I brought peace back to the workplace there. And um, they're just all happy and working together again. And uh, we did have to remove one person, but that person was already with one foot out anyway, but, you know, instigating wherever possible. When you go into a situation like that, are you met with trepidation, but then they kind of warm up to you when they, they realize that they can maybe work through an issue that is beneficial to most? Well, we have to understand, too, that in order to resolve conflict, we have to go through. In a lot of companies, in a lot of schools, we, we're looking at people trying to resolve the issues by by sort of negating the, the problems, by taming people, by calming them down and things like that. But it doesn't resolve the, the core issue, the actual conflict. In order to get to, get to a positive resolution, a long-lasting win-win resolution, you have to go through the conflict. Everything that is a problem has to be brought up and resolved individually and together. 
in order to to make this long lasting and effective and that is what mediation is when you look at some of these situations uh, across the country involving these very tragic school shootings i know that you have some ideas does does the uh, the concept of mediation is that at play in some schools in the country either on the uh, you know the, the high school level or the collegiate level do you do you see people actually war- kind of warming up to the idea of what you do yes as a matter of fact in other parts of the country it's 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 already a um a, a viable um part of of education as a matter of fact one of my friends an actual mentor Kate Odding in in Arizona, her phone has been ringing off the hook ever since the Florida shooting. Um, She, as I do, facilitates, mediates, and conflict coaches, and then sets up programs in the schools. And it, and and it's um, it it's as much needed in high schools, middle schools, as in colleges, really, because you're dealing with with young people who are truly ill-equipped to deal with with conflict to deal with emotions particularly with the feeling of rejection which has been so i mean the internet has not been helpful in this whole thing and we can go into more detail on that obviously okay so i i have a lot of questions about this is this this mediation should this be a skill set that is taught to high school peers, uh, some of the students perhaps that are um, in, involved in student government, student council, clubs, organizations, groups, to recognize who in the setting is experiencing um, rejection and alienation. We're basically running this parallel. We're looking at... Um Teaching conflict resolution and and, and co- everything about conflict, but at the same time as a mediator, we come in and we deal with the with the individuals as well, doing what I would refer to as a conflict audit. So we want to set up programs for uh, teaching students peer mediation themselves. But at the same time, which is right now needed even more, is um, for us to come in and and deal with what what's there at this moment. What issues are there at this moment? And you have to understand too, the administrators, guidance counselors, principals are are sort of restricted of what they can do and how effective they can be. Because for starters, they're not necessarily trusted as somebody that they can. Confide, that the students can confide in because everything at some point goes into their student file if, if, they're, if they're problems and same with the guidance counselors and so on. But as a mediator, we come in there, we do our work and, the, and that everything what was told to us in, in, in confidence leaves with us that all the details leave. We just simply work in there and and facilitate a resolution, facilitate a trust setting, facilitate that they can understand, that they can speak in confidence. And which which now kids are so apprehensive of this because of the social media. You have no more private expectation of privacy anywhere. Girlfriends hanging out, 
one i mean they have to be dressed and and made up properly because one of their friends might just shoot a a, a snapchat and here they're bad hairdo is all over the place i mean we have zero expectation of privacy anymore um so as a mediator that's one of the first things we instill in all the students that whatever they say to us remains confidential which also fosters that students that see something that's off feel compelled to actually say something. I mean, the, the shooting at, at Weiss Market, there, there were signs everywhere, but nobody had the courage or the empathy or whatever to, to do something about it. And in Florida, it was very, very similar. I mean, that was just beyond tragic. Um, but a lot of things there, a lot of things that happened could have been averted by students learning empathy, um, learning courage, and also for the, the shooter himself, he could have used some reality check training in terms of the um, video gaming that, you know, I, I see that's that's another thing I'm like very frustrated with when I, when I see it. The um, reality and virtual reality, the lines have, have been become so blurred. That is one of my fears for the future, by the way, is that people will not at some point be able to tell the difference between what's real and what's not. Yes. And I think we're starting to slip into that. Talk about that reality, the reality check. What is what is that and how does it work? Reality check is basically that you, you take kids that um, are addicted or play way too much video games into a hospital or show them somebody after an accident of, you know, they're, they're so used to go nuts with their, with their games and blowing up anything and everybody and uh, objects that look like people. And then when they're done with that or reach a level or got killed, they hit the reset button. Okay, that's how life starts to work for them. The there is no reset button, and I I remember seeing that Florida um, arrest, and his lawyer shortly after said, "Oh, he's sorry now. He's he's remorseful." I'm like, that's exactly it. No sense of of reality of what that would do. Yes, he would get his aggression and his anger out. But there was no do-over, and in, in schools even nowadays we have we have so many um, applications of that do-over of everybody getting praised, everybody getting a trophy, all these kind of things that the accountability is kind of gone. But also the reality check to me is teach students what happens when when you're doing something in real life. You know what I mean? And then the other thing is, I think it's very important, and even the adults have kind of forgotten about this. We cannot apply what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas anymore to the Internet. It's just not there. Snapchat is not secret. It doesn't disappear after you send it. Um, anything and everything that was ever posted to the Internet no matter what platform is there for eternity and the and the worst part is privacy of of young people is just 
has been destroyed. I mean, there's a private chat between two people, and they're mad about something, and they're upset about something. So they're they're very frank. And next thing you know, they get mad at each other, and one of them screenshots these conversations and now sends them wherever they want, even posts them. So... But that's an invasion of privacy, which is a gigantic issue, but nobody respects that or understands that anymore. And those kind of things need to be taught in a separate curriculum in the schools. All right, we're with the Baroness Julianne von Schmeling, who is a local but does work all over the place about uh, mediation. All right, we have 11:26 here at WILK, and it's our pleasure to welcome the Baroness to our studios today. And uh, she has some great ideas that we're going to talk about uh, for the school setting. Julianne von Schmeling is her name, and she does practice locally. She became interested in mediation, and she believes that the the administration of schools could benefit greatly from this type of education on how to resolve conflict. Right. Yes, exactly. Okay, so uh, outline how you think that would work with them. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm simply thinking it, it's time. There's, We know now that no school is immune from uh, from these potential massacres. Um, and I think it's a opportunity, but also a duty of school administrators, principals, superintendents to become proactive. We, we're all aware that the gun industry or the gun laws are not going to change anytime soon, even though there are some, as you mentioned last week, um, there are some private um, companies that have taken a, you know, aggressive step in the direction. And we also know that mental and and the vetting process is going to be a slow process, getting getting that better. And the suggestions from from some to bring in vets into, into the schools, you know, after they retire in their 40s, fully trained, uh, another option. And But we also know that the, um, and that's going to take time. And, and another another issue is that um, healthcare, it, there's just not enough funding and, and, the, and the HIPAA laws have made it extremely difficult to, to cut through red tape that I feel that a, a more urgent need is there to protect our children, um, whether they're in kindergarten or in a college already, um, by resolving the actual issue at their root. Go in, and that's where mediation and conflict coaching and and setting up uh, programs comes in. It's completely viable. It's inexpensive in comparison to other things, and it's extremely effective, but it resolves the issues right at their core. Like, who is mad at whom? Why are they? And and kicking kids out of school, obviously, is not helpful because, number one, we lose track of them, and number two, um, they they continue on a path that that we can't control, and they are not getting help, and they will never get better. So... To set up programs in in the schools, I think to me is is urgent and needs to be done rather yesterday than tomorrow. And there are trained people out there that are able to do this, and we're all over the country. Um, we're all passionate. We're all trained, experienced, educated, and know how to 
not know how to help. I mean, the first thing is we come in and we assess really what's going on in a particular case. And you have cultural conflicts, you have um, cliques, you have um, low discipline, high drug use, all those kind of things that play into it. But every school is different. Every setting is different. Um, so there is no um, size one size fits all. That's for sure. So you need a, a person that's that's trained, and that person is also capable then of training the people that are in the schools to set up these programs that there that there's some longevity and that it resolves these issues um, for the future and eliminates the actual problem before it becomes the actual issue before it becomes a problem. I think that's that's where we're missing out right now, and it's being done across the country already. Um, and I'm hoping that we can introduce that in this area, and I'm hoping that I find some open ears and um, administrators that are willing to talk to to me and my colleagues. Even in a, a setting where you might come in at the uh, behest of like a PTA or something to give mm-hmm. a presentation to parents, yes, because I've, that may be very helpful as well, where you'd come in uh, at night and it wasn't mandatory, but you could just mm-hmm. say to people, here's some things that you may be able to do to de-escalate conflict. Right. And we have to teach children and their parents and the teachers what conflict really is. We're a very conflict-driven culture to begin with. I mean, we know that media... Um, uh, thrives on conflict, so does um, sp- so do sports, and we we have to learn that conflict can be good, um, but in many cases it's bad. And but we have to learn to deal with it in a in a more uh, progressive fashion, in a more um, constructive fashion. All right. If people want to reach out to you, how can they do it? Well, I have two websites: um, ScrantonMediation.com. And thebaroness.biz, and biz is important. (laughs) Yes, you may go to another site if you don't put the B-I-Z in, if you know what we're saying. So we just want you to be aware. Um, But it's really great to talk to you about this kind of issue. I think it's important, and I think that sometimes we overthink everything, but we need to get back down to some of the things that have worked very well in the past while, you know, looking at the modern world at the same time. It's like that duality that we need to solve in the middle to get people to have less conflict. So thank you very much for agreeing to come in today and offering to talk about this. I think it's fantastic. Thank you, Sue, um, for giving me the opportunity to to let our listeners know that, that there are other options. The Baroness also loves local history. Yes. And that's one of the other things where I see her around uh, town. And we, we, I've seen her at many of the things in Wilkes-Barre where we're looking at architecture or gravestones or whatever. And it's uh, great to see you in person again, uh, Julian. It's great to have you on Thanks. the show. Yes, I'm a Tony Brooks groupie. Yes, I, I oh, like. you too, huh? Oh, no. Now he'll get an, an ego. All right. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.